Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. We are live. We are in full effect. I say peace. Welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time. We are live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency, and we are so happy to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in once again this week. And whoa, <laughs> on that Gemini full moon, whoa. <laughs> We're going to get into it definitely like we always do about this time. Um, I definitely just want to shout out Brother Ampoo, our fearless leader here, and um, I share our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here. Um I'm just doing a quick sound check, y'all, just to make sure I can be heard. And we're going to proceed um, this week in our week ahead. We are covering Sunday, December the 18th through Saturday, December the 24th. So, um, whoa, again, for the week ahead, just like whoa for the Gemini full moon. Um, not whoa as in whoa unto us, you know, it's, through all the shifts, through all the changes, Gemini, the sign we have the full moon occurring in is mutable energy, okay? And on top of that, um, the Sagittarius new moon season that we are still in amidst this Gemini full moon is mutable energy as well. So we are all being definitely called to shift, absolutely being called to adapt, certainly being called to remain flexible this Gemini full moon, as you heard me describe in last week's episode, feel free to click on the um, episode information for today's show, and you'll see at the very bottom that you can listen to last week's broadcast if you click the word here, the word here. In last week, Uranus was playing a, is playing a significant role in uh, this Gemini full moon season that lasts through the 29th of this month, which is a Thursday, uh, yes, a Thursday in the same day that we have a new moon, our next new moon, following the Sagittarius new moon season we're living through now. The next one will start on the 29th of December, and it is a seven-degree Capricorn new moon, okay, at 12.53 a.m. Central Time. So we're in the thick of this energy that um, definitely has some Uranus influence 
to it. So even more reason to remain flexible through all the shifts, the turns, the unexpected, the sudden leaves, and um, and be open. Stay open-minded. Just when you think you have a certain thing figured out, may have a Uranus transit for you or a um, a lunation like a full moon with a heavy Uranus influence to it. So know that something wants to break through for you at this time. Know that within the next couple of weeks leading up into this um, Capricorn new moon that um, something wants to shift. So shift with the shift. Okay, that's that's the best wisdom that I can give you considering the observations I've been so blessed to be able to make over the last couple of years when I see these um, things transit, when I see these energies um, impact lunations the way that um, Uranus has impacted this Gemini full moon. I know I've heard so many different astrologers speak on this Gemini full moon. All of them have mentioned the Uranus influence. Um, a lot have mentioned some other influences that I I briefly mentioned last week. Um, the Mars, the trine, the Moon trining Mars, as well as Jupiter, and then the uh, the Moon opposing the same Saturn that is conjunct the Sun. So definitely. With the influence of Saturn, it gives that Capricorn feel. We already have um, Mercury and Pluto a lot, you know, in, in, together in Capricorn. So we already have a sense, at least mentally, for, um, with Mercury being there, we have a sense of structure. We have a sense of um, discipline. We have a sense of responsibility and duty, Okay. And so um, that same seriousness, that same maturity that Capricorn describes, Saturn's going to describe the same energy since Saturn rules and governs Capricorn. So um, we're being called on to grow up as well. You know, you don't want to shift with the shift? Well, that is simply what's being required of us at this time. Interestingly enough, Uranus shares uh, uh, the, the sign of Aquarius is governed by Uranus, but Saturn is also a co-ruler. So Saturn and Uranus, they have um, related or relatable energies. So keep that in mind as well. And... We really didn't have a lot. I mean, that was the major thing going on this week, of course. Um, since it went exact yesterday, today is Wednesday, um, the 14th, and since it went exact yesterday evening, um, at this point, of course, the moon is waning. It is uh, appearing to decrease in size as we lead up to the new moon in Capricorn on the 29th. And so definitely shifted where we were from November the 29th up until yesterday, and the moon was waxing. It was waxing fuller, and the energy was glowing and increasing to this, you know, building to this crescendo that occurred um, yesterday evening. From that point on, it is now releasing, waning, appearing to decrease. And so the energy is winding down as well. 
uh, if you haven't already begun to see that. Okay, so now in the midst of this full moon season, we are able to um, we are able to release. We're able to release that full moon, therefore they illuminate, shine a light on, uh, culminate, get closure. We see things fully as they are or have been decisions. At that point, we get to, I love with this Saturn influence, we get to trim the fat, you know, with this Uranus influence, we get to break out and break through and break free from any limiting belief, any limiting behavior, any limiting relationship. Y'all hear me? Anything that's limiting you, cut it out. Saturn wants to cut it out, trim that fat, okay, and get down to business, get up to business. Okay. Um, we also had the moon late last uh, evening. We had the moon go void after it trined Mars for about six hours and eleven minutes. So as of six to eight a.m. Central, we are officially in the moon energy of Cancer. Okay, so all the now we're in a Gemini, Gemini. The uh, variety, the movement, the um, the many faces, okay, the um, hopefully good humor, you know, the wit and, and a sense of fun and comedy and, um, and lightness, okay, um, that energy, since that's the energy of our most recent lunation, you should sense that still through the um, Capricorn new moon until we shift energy significantly again. But uh, as of today, the moon is in cancer, and so you, we will be emotionally satisfied to, um, to support ourselves, to receive support from others, to spend time, um, if not time, I'll say this, spend time with people you're definitely familiar with. It likely could be family. Um, it doesn't have to be. But people who you feel at home with, um, we would be emotionally satisfied under a cancer mode to spend time at home if we're not with anybody. Um, we're more prone to being homebodies under this influence, and that's going to last through um, through Friday. Uh, the moon goes void here on tomorrow afternoon, 3.37 p.m. Central, after it squares Uranus for 15 hours and 38 minutes, it'll be void. And so um, this Friday night, not the night for, uh, no, that's, uh, actually that'll be tomorrow. I apologize, that's Thursday. So Thursday night, no date, no first date <laughs> tomorrow night. And um, shout out to my mama's Burton. Um, one of my mama's babies uh, had lost their beloved family pet of, over a decade, almost two decades, they've had this family pet and lost it. And they contacted me because they remembered some of the void moon rules or, you know, guidelines and thought they had remembered me saying that it was a good time to look for any lost items in a void moon. And I just corroborated, yes, you know, that is correct. And they found their family pet. It was their family pet was returned to them. Um, that's just 
some of the best. I love getting great news, um, and I love and share. I love sharing in the great news of other people. So that was just amazing to me. Shout out to my Mama's Babies Nation that is growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jean Hour and 38-Minute Void Moon here on um, tomorrow, Thursday afternoon through the nighttime. So it should be some really good restful, peaceful sleep, winding down anything, um, reviewing things, making to-do lists, the things you're going to do when the moon comes out of void and finally enters Leo there on Friday the 16th. 7.15 7.15 a.m. Central Time. So like I said, as we were wrapping up last week, the moon's going to enter Leo on this uh, Friday rising, 7.15 a.m. Central, and um, we should definitely be emotionally satisfied through the weekend to party, okay, to enjoy ourselves, to live and love with an open heart, to to be warm and generous and to have fun and to love and to, you know, um, enjoy your children, okay, Um, to let your inner child come out and play and to just, um, you know, in the way of when the moon's in Pisces be, but more in the way where you can just be yourself. um, Leo governs that fifth house that is ruled by the sun, and the sun talks about our self-expression, okay? The sun talks about what we want. (laughs) Not what we need, but what we want. So by all means, enjoy yourself this weekend and let your soul glow, okay? Your S-O-L, your sun, let it glow, let it shine, and simply be, okay? That wraps up our current week, y'all. I just wanted to make sure y'all, you know, I always do that at the beginning of the show. I try to recap where we are currently Wednesday the 14th through the end of the week leading into our week ahead, which is where we are right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all those listening on the phone line and online. I see you, I hear you, I appreciate you. Um, in our week ahead, we start out, of course, with the moon and Leo where we're wrapping up our current week, Okay. On Sunday at 10.55 a.m. Central, the moon will go void as it opposes Mars for just about 57 minutes. It's a blip on the map energetically when it comes to void moons. I haven't seen quite as short um, of a void moon as this in quite a while. So we're not having a lot of downtime, void time in the week ahead. And with so many shifts going on, you could look at that as good or bad per se. You're not going to have a lot of downtime to just have a lot of void time, downtime, just chill out, nothing time, nothing's going to come of this time time. So most of the time in our week ahead is going to be critical, pivotal, and 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 catalyst to to a lot of change that is just churning and turning for all of us, okay? Uh, 57-minute void moon leading into um, the moon going into Virgo at 11.52 a.m. Central Time, okay? Virgo is the sign where our last quarter moon is going to take place, okay? So listen up for 
a short description of this energy so you can peep it. It's going to be significant since it's attached to a lunation, a quarter moon, okay, which is the halfway point, a quarter moon, this last quarter moon in Virgo is the halfway point from the full moon in Gemini we just had and the new moon in Capricorn that's coming up on the 29th, okay? So this um, is, it definitely could be critical to some, to many, simply because as, as, you have followed Mavadata astrology in your week ahead over the last year and a half now. You can see for yourself and observe for yourself that these quarter moons are definitely noteworthy. They're definitely something worth mentioning and something worth taking note of ahead of time. So you can once again shift with the shift. When that last quarter moon comes and the sun squares the moon and our energy, we get a divine opportunity to turn a corner then you get to shift with the shift and turn, make some powerful, productive, constructive um, changes and turns as well. Um, Virgo, of course, is an, an earth sign, and it's a mutable earth sign as well. Um, and like any other earth sign, it's going to be very uh, satisfied. We will be very satisfied to be productive. Um, because that's what the earth energy calls for. The earth energies mean business. They definitely have something to show for at the end of the day for any and all work done and time spent, okay? Um, it's mutable. So, so there's an air of being willing to adapt, you know, that satisfying us, being willing to adapt and change and shift. So any adjusting um, that we need to do is going to be favored under this energy, cleaning up, clearing out, um, purging, refining, detoxing, organizing. Virgo is that energy that's very detail-oriented. So if it doesn't fit, you know, throw it out. If it's like not something you're wearing in the winter season that's officially coming up in our week ahead, you know, pack it up and store it or or, or give it away, you know. Um, that kind of energy is going to be heavy in the first, definitely the first couple of days of the week. Things self-improvement related, while you have access to this energy that's satisfied to have the scrutinizing eye and this critical eye for details, then self-improvement um, uh, initiatives are definitely going to be on the menu starting around Saturday afternoon, 11.52 a.m. Central to be exact. Um, so with that, you know, if it does, the earth signs, let me tell you this also, they move real slow, if you've ever noticed. That's Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. They tend to run on their own timeline, they will not be rushed, they will not be budged, they will not be moved. (laughs) So that kind of energy is actually going to serve us here starting out our week. Anything that requires um, uh, attention to detail, you got to be patient to sit down and even pay attention to detail. requires um, the the patience that things like that take is going to be optimal and desirable to get done earlier in the week, okay? This is the kind of, with the moon in Virgo, that's that kind of energy where you could just 
find your groove and just be there for hours. You know, just you you you're set. You know, set it and forget it type of energy where this stuff gets done. They have it. This is the kind of energy where you get into a zone of like cleaning or a zone of organizing or a zone of going through old stuff. So. Um, Anything that you've been putting off and don't really want to do, make a conscious, conscientious effort to do do it earlier in the week. And I, I have a feeling that before you know it, you'll be really into it and um, willing to see it through. All right. And moving on from that, it, like I said when I first started out talking about Virgo and telling you uh, about other earth signs like Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn, um, they want to see results from their efforts. So um, give your definitely, like I suggested, give yourself something to do earlier in the week, Sunday. Hopefully you're not having to really obligate yourself to a whole bunch of other stuff, and you can prioritize, you know, catching up on things that you have let slip or slide because you didn't have the time or the patience. To, to concentrate on them. Um, focus on, definitely focus on things like closets and storage areas and boxes and things that just need to be gone through painstakingly and just get it done. I, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that you will be, we will be emotionally satisfied to do it. Um, Virgo is an earth sign, but it is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury, we know, governs um, also air sign Gemini. And so there is a mental element to this uh, energy that we're going to be in at the top of the week. So any kind of mental activity, that's why the concentration and patience are so favored under this influence, because Virgo has that mental aspect to it with Mercury ruling it that will also not only satisfy the earthiness that wants to get something done and have something to show for it, but also the mental aspect of, of being mentally satisfied to, you know, when you get stuff knocked off that to-do list, then you free up mental space to get some other stuff done, right? Y'all just give me one second. If I go ahead and drink some water, I won't have a coughing fit on the air. Hold on one moment. And so y'all know, I just told y'all that this Virgo moon energy that we'll be in at the beginning of the week is governed by Mercury, the same Mercury that is going <clears throat> retrograde. I thought that was an interesting connection to make with my mama's baby also simply because um, they lost a family pet and pets are governed under that Virgo energy as well. And I thought, wow, it happened at a Gemini full moon that's governed by Mercury, but it, it was a very, it was the Mercury expression in its earth form, Virgo, pet, okay, and small animals. And so these, when, when you have a co-ruler like that, Mercury ruling two different signs, Gemini and Virgo, when there's something going on with Mercury, you, you, you kind of got to watch out for both of those playing out. So um, communications under a Virgo moon, like I said, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to be critical, okay, to think critically. So just why we're in the shadow still of a Mercury retrograde. It does not actually station until our week ahead. Um, 
well, I'm in the week ahead now, but um, it, at the point of the moon going into Virgo, it still will uh, be in the shadow, not yet retrograde. But this Virgo in- energy, like I said, ties in the mercurial influence, and so be advised now that while the moon's in Virgo in the week ahead, that conversations can turn critical or fault-finding, okay? So just beware of that. If somebody kind of comes at you in that energy, look at it more of them trying to find solutions and look at it more from the aspect of the Gemini full moon where there are two sides, there's a duality at play, okay? And and, And that duality is being fully, has been fully illuminated. Full moons don't just last a day. The energy of a full moon, the effects of a full moon last up to two weeks going into the next new moon. I'll draw the new moon in Capricorn coming up next. So from yesterday, the 13th, through the 29th, Gemini full moon energy can play out. It may not have played out that day. For me, a lot of stuff was playing out leading up to it. And if anything, between now and the new moon, it's just the the shedding of the of the excess, the trimming away, cutting away the fat of anything that the light of the full moon reveals that to be no longer useful, no longer valuable, no longer necessary, no longer required for my growth and development. Virgo, all Earth energy, like Virgo, where the moon will be in the beginning of the week, is a real practical energy, okay? And and it likes to break down big stuff into little bite-sized chunks. That's why it's a good time to take on a big task under a Virgo moon. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. This is that energy to do that in. So people's minds are turning at the beginning of the week. If someone comes at you in a fault-finding or critical way, be so easy to be offended. I've already been telling y'all since December the 1st when Mercury went into the zone that you got to be patient with yourself and others. You got to slow down and be willing to listen. You have to think twice before you respond or speak, okay? Think twice before you click send on that text message or email. This is the energy we're in. Virgo's ruled by Mercury. Mercury is is slowing down, preparing to station retrograde through the new year. It's going to be a little while. It's going to be a few weeks of this energy where you've got to be patient when it comes to all things mercurial, not just conversation and movement. Um, Mercury governs vehicles. Mercury governs a, a lot of things that are mechanical, okay? That's why there, there's a, a strong suggestion. Back up your stuff. Have a back, back up your stuff on your computer or phone or anywhere you keep sensitive or, or critical files. Have a backup computer or phone in case, you know, I, I, there's one uh, tarot reader who happens to know astrology quite well, and she says her phone is always doing something during Mercury retrograde. Mercury hasn't even stationed yet, and she said she can't even access her screen because it cracks. So it's stuff like that. You know, she'll be back up on her feet by Friday, but this is the kind of stuff that can happen. And so um, she 
and thankfully she obviously, like I said, she knows astrology, so it's not a point of frustration. It's a, she said she's a little annoyed, of course. She can't do business like she normally does, but um, she got another one coming. She's keeping it moving and dealing with it, and like she has spiritual eyes to see that it, it more than like it happened for a reason, and she's able to go with that flow. She's able to remain flexible, okay? Mercury governs Gemini and Virgo, two mutable signs. Mercury moves fast. Mercury, Mercury can be a tricky energy. The key with Mercury also, um, it's definitely in our week ahead, but through the next few weeks while Mercury is in this retrograde phase, stay flexible, stay patient, Continue to be willing to listen. You got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Be willing. Take that as a hint from the multiverses of how to proceed um, more. Um, I think that's all I really want to do with that Virgo um, moon energy. I'll get a dig into it just a little bit more when I talk about this quarter moon that's happening. But before the quarter moon, a couple of critical things happen, occur in our week ahead that I'd like to just hit on first. Um, Now, when we finally get to Monday, moon will be in Virgo. We're going to be all thinking practically down to earth, willing to do whatever it takes, put in that work mentally, physically, whatever is called for to eat that entire elephant (laughs) one bite at a time. Um, that requires patience, y'all. Let me not let me reiterate that that requires whatever the task is at hand at the beginning of your week in the week ahead. Remain patient with yourself and others. I just want to reiterate that because I see stuff pop up so much, and if people would have just taken a deep breath before they responded, or taken a deep breath before they sent that text or that email or taking a deep breath before they react, then they would have gotten that oxygen to their brain long enough to realize, okay, there's a higher or better decision or reaction that I can make and take in this moment. Speaking of actions that we're taking, Monday, December 19th, 323 a.m. Central Mars that represents the very actions that we all take enters the last and final zodiac sign of Pisces. Yes, another mutable energy, along with Gemini and Virgo, Pisces, right? So it's the last sign. It's it's Mars that governs Aries, the first sign, entering Pisces governed by Neptune. When you mix Martian and Neptunian energies, you can get actions that are weakened, or um, how do I put it? Yeah, I guess weekend is a good way. We may be a little less motivated. Mars is that energy that's like rent to go and, you know, first in line and the early bird getting the worm. And Neptune doesn't necessarily, or Pisces energy doesn't necessarily make it lazy, but it, Neptune is just a dissolving, weakening, softening influence. Venus, um, which is a lower octave of Neptune, it brings the ease and the comfort and the softness, right? But Neptune is, is Venus on crack <laughs> in a sense, okay? And so it really can, Neptune can dissolve anything. Neptune can merge with anything. 
And so it, Pisces is a real spirit for that reason, known more for the spiritual aspect, okay, and the meditation and, and, and the imagination, things that you can't necessarily touch with your physical hand, but you can definitely see the effects of it, okay? So under this influence, we may be a little less motivated. We may feel a little less motivated to go after, to be ambitious with margin energy, to be courageous and brave, okay? Uh, we would be more motivated in, instead to go after spiritual things. Uh, Pisces is also a water sign, so emotional. We would be more emotionally driven under this influence. Um, under this influence, we're not going to want to fight. <laughs> Mars, you know, governs war and um, arguments and, and, and aggression. You know, Pisces is going to really extremely soften that. And um, as opposed to, you know, that margin impact and energy of just going straight for the jugular, you know, just cut Mars governs, you know, sharp objects cutting, you know, getting going straight for that gut, gutting somebody under this energy. We're more Pisces, like I said, with Gemini and Virgo is a mutable sign. So we're going to be more willing to be flexible and to be changeable and to shift with the shift and um, and to merge with whatever we need to merge with. We would, under this energy, we would fight in a more spiritual way. Let me put it like that. Um, Pisces also, and Neptune talks about being selfless. Mars being selfish. <laughs> so um, under this influence, we would tend towards that energy and more idealism and, and fantasy. Okay. Um, things could get a little complicated. You see the juxtaposition even in my description of it. Mars governs the first energy. Pisces is the last energy. Mars talks about selfishness. Pisces talks about selflessness. So you're more of this Gemini full moon energy uh, kind of showing itself even within a Mars within a Mars transit. So I think that's very interesting. Um, I will just over very quickly for each of the signs how this could play out for you um, while Mars is in Pisces. Mars is going to be in Pisces from the 19th of December through January the 28th, okay? So a little, a little more than a month. We've got to contend with this. So you might want to go with the flow, especially when we're talking about Pisces and Mars. So, of course, for all of Mama's Pisces out there, um, Mars going into any sign is going to give you a surge of energy, okay? You're going to feel more driven. You're going to feel more um, more energy and excitement and courage and enthusiasm. Mars governing Aries, a fire sign. So you're going to feel that fire, Pisces, just about, you know, it could be anything since it's going into your sign, okay? Um, uh, your physical body should get a shift, a, a, a surge as well, Pisces, so you could sense that through extra physical energy. Pisces, 
please <laughs> make sure you do something constructive and protective whenever I'm talking to anybody about Mars and energy. The whole point is to actually physically do something. If you don't spend that energy, it could go real left real fast. If you pin that energy up, if you don't let it out, if you don't get up and walk around the block, you know, after you eat, especially if you don't have the best uh, uh, lifestyle with eating, um, that can go bad real quick. Um, being, you know, super defensive and having accidents. So if you're one of my mom, mama's Pisces out there, stay productive and constructive by can't say it enough. <laughs> I've been studying charts for a while now, and the person doesn't even have to be an Aries. But if you have Mars conjunct your sun, no matter what sign you are, you're going to act like an Aries. <laughs> and if you don't actually have something pr- productive and constructive to do with yourself, your energy, and your time, you're going to be fighting a lot. You're going to be having a lot of arguments and accidents, and it's just you know, and some people are addicted to that. Some people are addicted to that adrenaline and the rush and the excitement of drama, the rush and the excitement and the adrenaline of being in an argument. Arguing just for the sake of argument. Just, I ain't had an argument with nobody today. Uh, let me pick one. <laughs> that can go bad. Um, so, uh, Pisces, I know y'all going to figure it out and make it work. Gemini. Uh, for all the mutable signs, Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Mars going into Pisces is going to be significant for all of you, okay? So Gemini, when it comes to you, it's all about that life direction and and the goals and being ambitious and driven, okay? Uh, Gemini, I'll say this. If your goals have wild, since the moon being in Pisces lights up this, house for you. It's going to do it every time. Whatever I'm telling you guys now is going to be true every single time Mars goes into Pisces. It's never going to change as long as you're here on this planet. (laughs) So for my Gemini out there, every time Mars goes into Pisces, it's going to affect that 10th house for you so that your, your life direction, if it's going in a way that's Pisces related, even better changing and shifting and variable and up and down and, you know, the, the fantasy for idealism of, and the spirituality, you know, where Pisces is that energy you cannot pin down. You cannot say A, B, C, D, E, F in Pisces because it might be F, G, Z, L, Q and be right. You can't say it ain't. So if, 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 Gemini, if if what you're going after is Piscean in nature, you cool. If what you're going after, the life direction is um, spiritual, is um, meditative or healing, healing art, imaginative, where you can use your imagination. Um, uh, Pisces governs um, confinement, hospitals. If you work in a hospital, like I said, healing in your favor, okay? Because it's never not going to hit this area of your chart when it goes through this um, Pisces energy. Gemini, you can also feel like you're hitting a high point. You you may feel like you've become the authority on something this time around, um, where you're finally hitting your stride, okay? 
maybe something you started uh, about a year ago uh, is coming around, okay, and working out. Or you may figure out around this time that it didn't work out and you need to set your goals or fight life direction on a new path. It's all um, at the highest point of your chart, that 10th house, for you to see clearly one way or the other, all right? Um, Virgo, uh, when, as Mars is uh, moving into Pisces here in the week ahead, your relationships are coming into focus, all right, Pisces, uh, Virgo, I apologize. Okay, so that's where the energy is going to be surging in your chart and in your life, in the area of the other people. Everyone you have a connection to, you could be driven to make it better. And if you, Virgo, if you use Piscean means to do it, all the all the better. Okay, what does that mean? Pisces governs accepting. Maybe it's just something you need to accept in a relationship so you can let it go, thank you or so you can move on, or so you can merge and be better within the context of that relationship. Either way, um, Pisces energy governs not only acceptance, but forgiveness and surrender and unconditional love, selflessness. So add add a little Pisces, sprinkle a little Pisces in your relationships, Virgo, and see if it doesn't work out better for you, okay? Um uh, seventh house, where this energy is going through for you, is all about balance, Virgo. Balance. The the unconditional love you have for yourself. Don't ever, don't love the other more than yourself, or that's not balance, Virgo. Uh, seventh house is also talking about diplomacy and tactfulness, harmony. So sprinkle a little of that in your relationship, Virgo, through January the 28th, and see if that don't help you out a little bit. It's a beautiful energy. I, I actually kind of love the juxtaposition. So I, I, I think this will be a good little month and some change for all of us. Sagittarius. Mars going through Pisces, lighting up your fourth house, okay, of home, of family, and of your emotional well-being at your core, how you support and sustain your own self emotionally. Um, with Mars going through Pisces, lighting up this area of your chart, you definitely could be driven to support yourself in, in higher and better ways, um, supporting others and receiving support from others, improving your support system. Maybe you got a, a um, some. <laughs> maybe you got uh, some circles in your square that you need to get out of there in order to improve your support system. Maybe you. I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm incorporating all of it. We're literally still in full moon season, so it is the order of the day to really to let go of what no longer serves you. And in that, that could also aid in improving your... It is an emotional house, <laughs> and Mars is bringing that fire, Sagittarius. So you could see a surge in your emotions. I know us, us Sagittarius, can can be very fiery and emotional already. So this um, definitely could be a time that if you focus on shedding what needs to be shed, you can definitely still uh, take this divine opportunity to strengthen yourself internally, Sagittarius, to where you have a solid home base, solid 
support system internally and externally, okay? Don't be afraid. Mars is bringing the bravery and the courage, Sagittarius, so do not be scared. Be brave to get in touch with those feelings and know that that's how you're going to gird yourself up to be strong in your chart as opposed to where Gemini is having that 10th house transit at the top. So when you're at the bottom, that's where it becomes highly critical, Sagittarius, to ensure that your foundation is firm, strong, and secure. Okay? Cancer, Mars is um, going through an area of your chart that... uh, Actually, since Mars is going into Pisces, you, Cancer, and Scorpio are sister signs to this energy. Guess what that means? Y'all get easy, effortless access to this same energy that Pisces is enjoying, okay? For Cancer, it means that you get to have some new experiences. You're going to be driven to have some new explore and expand. Ninth house, okay? The Sag house, the fiery agile. And so you're also going to be highly motivated and brave and courageous to be bold, to be more adventurous and daring. And and this the the boldness and the daring adventurousness that it takes to be optimistic and remain positive and see the silver lining in any cloud. So uh this this drive could could fuel you to go back to school, to learn something new, uh, teach, write, or travel, okay? For Scorpio, um, like I said, the stir water sign to Pisces and Cancer, um, Mars going into Pisces is going to highlight that fifth house of fun. So you could definitely be driven. Oh, and y'all continue to incorporate these Pisces words into what I'm telling you. Um, for Sagittarius, for you to be um, to gird yourself up and build up that emotional base, sprinkle a little Pisces in it. Maybe it's going to be emotionally supportive for you or strengthening for you to to add some some spirituality. All everything is spiritual, but to consciously add some spiritual practices into your home life, into your family life, um, into Whatever it makes makes you emotionally stable, um, that's going to help you cancer for you, even with the expanding and the new experiences and the adventure. Hey, uh, pick, if you're going to learn something new, make it something spiritual. Make it something meditative. Make it something imaginative, you know. Um, maybe it's something imaginative that can't, that Sagittarius does, that, that gives them emotion. You got you Scorpios, okay? Uh you could definitely sprinkle a little Pisces into any any fun that you're wanting to have, any creative ventures. Um, so anything where your inner child gets to come out and play. It may be, when I say any everything is spiritual, that's exactly what I mean. You, uh, I, I told y'all I've been studying uh, tarot through playing cards. That's the way you can take something like playing cards, which is letting your inner child come out, something fun, games, hobbies, and add a little Pisces on it. I'm telling y'all to sprinkle some Pisces on it because that's where the margin energy is going to play out best because that's where it is. Go with the flow. That's Pisces. 
Um, whatever you do, Scorpio, by all means, enjoy yourself. Capricorn, for you, Mars, on Pisces, is going to talk about uh, uh, it should be your Gemini house, yes. Uh, your mental Mercury Gemini house. So Mars, once again, is bringing a surge of energy to wherever it is transiting for you. And for Capricorn, that means your mind. That mind going to be working overtime. <laughs> Y'all's mind already be working, but even more so. Um, so smaller projects, Capricorn, okay? Don't try to take on too much. Mercury's off. That third house is already a busy house. <laughs> and Mars there is just going to make it surge that much more. So um, if you, if you once again, it's kind of like the Mercury, Mercury retrograde energy for you just hitting it on another layer or level. So you don't, in order to avoid arguments and headaches and misunderstandings, by all means, Capricorn, keep yourself occupied, not just with DS. That's not going to help. That's going to keep you right in that same energy where the arguments, headaches, and misunderstandings happen. Don't just do something to be doing. Don't fill up your time with BS and don't stuff that don't mean nothing. By all means, get you a purpose in life, a goal, an aim, and use up the busy mental energy to remain productive and constructive. Hell, Mars is going in the Pisces. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for somebody else. You're going to be satisfied in your energy to do Piscean things anyway. And so uh, keep a pen and pad handy, Capricorn, because with that mental energy surging, you're not going to be able to keep it all together in your mind. Write it down. Uh, I just saw Capricorn writing down earlier. <laughs> okay, gotta keep. Don't rely. Don't re- especially while Mercury's in the zone and and retrograde. Don't rely on your mind like you think that you can. Just don't take a chance. Write it down. Taurus, Mars going into Pisces for you is talking about that eleventh house of Aquarius and Uranus, the future. Okay, the the flashes of insight. So. Um, you're definitely going to be driven towards to get outside of that comfort zone, okay? Get outside of that box and try things differently. Do do things in a different way. Take a different route. Make any necessary changes. Uh, you know, flex flex on on everybody and just do, especially as it relates to pursuing your dreams pursuing um, your vision for the future, okay? Um, 11th House Taurus is also talking about friendships and um, groups that you associate with, so you could definitely be driven and find a surge of energy for that, um, like you don't really tend to experience at other times of the year quite as strongly as now. So get out there, meet new people, spend more time with friends, uh, you know, and um, it, especially it also anything relating to a cause, humanitarian cause, making a contribution. That should be very satisfying. Just make sure it's physical. Like around this time of the year, um, tourists, definitely if you're 
uh, volunteering to, you know, put together a care pack, care packages or something physical. Mars demands that we do something physical, even in Pisces. It, uh, it's just that those physical acts would tend to be more selfless and spiritual and meditative and healing and imaginative, okay? Aquarius, um, for you, Mars going through Pisces is just going to slow you down, actually, because it's coming out of your sign. Mars was just, or is currently today as of Wednesday the 14th, it is in your sign. By the time we get to the week ahead, it comes out, it goes into the next sign. You're going to feel that energy just, it's so drastically. Think about your solar return. Let me let me get y'all to feel what I'm talking about for Aquarius. Um, it's your solar return, you know, the sun's in your uh, sign, you know, the, that first sign, your sign, and then it moves out to the next sign. It's like, dang, you know, well, hell, we were just partying and this, that, third yesterday. So it's that same thing, even like with the wedding. I, I, I was in a wedding here, the same kind of deal. There's this frenzy leading up to it being, you know, the, the day of, and then the next day it's like, oh. It's so drastically different energy from all the days leading up to that day right before. Same kind of thing for Aquarius with Mars going into Pisces. So you're going to, your energy may slow down quite a bit. And um, you, in that in that second house of like Taurus, the earthiness, like I told y'all when I was talking about Virgo energy, earth signs are not fast movers. So. You can slow down long enough, Aquarius, to uh, stick with something, like things that you initiated maybe you can, uh, with your actions up until now. You can stick with it. You can be on the on a low end. It can play out as stubbornness. <laughs> on a high end, it can play out as determination to see something through. Second house is also a money house, Aquarius, so this is going to be a good time to concentrate on your finances and pursue financial opportunities and also create financial opportunities. Once again, Mars is not an energy that's sitting around waiting on anybody to give them anything, wait on anybody to do anything for them. This is an energy for you to do it for yourself, to take your time since that energy has slowed down and um, determine what you need to do or want to do or are willing to do to make extra money, side job, side gig, turning a hobby into something you can make some money off of. Um, but focus on those finances and making sure where you want them to be. You can add a little Pisces to that if you want to, Aquarius, and add some spirituality to that. There's so many beautiful money-making magical things that you can do um, that are spiritual in nature that can definitely give your money a boost. I'm a living witness. I'm living through it right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Libra, for you, uh, Mar- I've only got a couple more times, you guys. Libra, Mars going into Pisces for you is going to be going through uh, another Earth sign, like uh, it's going through for Aquarius, the uh, sixth house of Virgo. So you're going to be driven to uh, be in that same energy I described that the moon is going to be in at the beginning of the week uh, and I'll be to hit that Virgo energy. Libra, you're going to be very 
physically satisfied, energetically satisfied with Mars to get things done, to get organized, to get your routine, your lifestyle, your daily schedule in order, and to work, work hard, work hard, work down into bite-sized chunks and just get it done, just get it done and over with. Um, Watch that. That TikTok can be tricky, Libra, so I want you to watch out for stress. You can only do so much in one day. I know it's a lot of, they got that commercial out now, Lord, what a girl say. <laughs> she say, her superpower is never sleeping. That's some BS. That's some BS that somebody made up and they throw away mine. Libra, if you get to the point coming up for over the next month, where you feel like you're a little stressed out, I want you to consider that you have taken on too much and spread that out. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not giving you a way out. I'm saying don't overwhelm yourself to the point where six times not not only doubling work or frenzy or stress yourself out onto a stretcher, you're not going to be able to do a damn thing. So please, by all means, focus on your health and improving your lifestyle manageably, Libra. Um, Throw some Pisces on it. Pisces for you, throwing some Pisces on it for you may mean while you focusing on that schedule and routine, make sure you schedule in some rest. Schedule in some downtime, like meditation time, alone time, time to yourself, so you don't have to be put in a Pisces situation of confinement, like a hospital or an ambulance, okay? Leo, Leo, while Mars is going through Pisces for you, is highlighting um, the eighth house of shared resources, yet another money house, Aquarius, like your partner Aquarius. Um, but for Leo, it's going to be all things. You're going to be driven towards all things of that energy and nature. Um, it's the Scorpio energy, which can talk about things that are mysterious and hidden, and it's another water house, emotional. But it's talking about mainly what you share with another, okay, by way of um, taxes, inheritances, joint finances, loans, debt, mutually beneficial projects and ventures, people that you're in business with or have partnered with professionally, um, or just part people you partnered up with in financial situations. Eighth House is also talking about research. Leo, you could be really driven to dig deep into something, um, even if it's your own self. Eighth House can also talk about psychological, into your own psychological self and well-being, or the psyches of others and understanding them better. Um, you can definitely take things more seriously and, and, you know, have more of a serious tone to the actions that you're taking during this time. Um, but Pisces, sprinkling some Pisces on it for you may just be a matter of prayer, may just be a matter of affirmation that you do. Um, if you're having a difficult time with someone you're partnered up in, with in business, like I said now, we are in that waning moon. It might be a matter of letting them go. So, you know, you, your higher self knows you got this. Eighth house is the house of the metaphysical and the occult. And and you'll be driven to research and dig deep. I know that you will find what you're looking for, Leo. And last, 
ironically, Aries, <laughs> definitely going into your 12th house because it's coming to your sign next, okay? So right now, you got Mars and Pisces going through your Pisces house Aries. Okay, so that's spiritual on spiritual. That's alone on alone. <laughs> so you may be very driven and um, energetically compelled to kind of go off on your own for the next little month or so, um, Aries. You may be very um, courageous and brave to go ahead and do things on your own um, and, and kind of um, be in this meditative, prayerful state where uh, other people being around would only serve to drain your energy, okay? Uh, you may be driven to get more rest and recharge, uh, especially if you do have to, you know, spend your energy heavily in one certain area. Uh, you might actually get more done on your own. So consider that, Aries. Um, Sometimes is also talking about the subconscious when you talk about spirituality. So um, you could be very focused to to dig deep in, into that subconscious area, like I say, by way of meditation and prayer and affirmations and, and, and your ability to accept, release, surrender, forgive. You know, if you have any issues in that area, that could point to some sub, to some subconscious issues desires or motivations um, that, of course, are hidden there in that 12th house that Mars is likely to activate (laughs) and show you clearly where these things are. And once they're shown to you here over the next month or so, you can determine how you want to maneuver through them to unblock for a reason. When stuff comes up in that 12th house area, it's really a gift because 12th house can also be the house of self-undoing. And so that Piscean energy is is, um, at everyone's disposal while Mars is going through Pisces. But for you specifically, Aries, I want you to be open to things that are hidden being revealed to you and how you want to proceed with them when they do. Okay? All right. Before we go any further, I definitely want to acknowledge some callers on the line. I've got one from the 864 area code that's been holding. Peace, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Who am I? Oh, Who's calling? Hello, this is Catherine. Um, I want to ask a question. Are you, taking, um, are you doing readings or anything? I don't do readings on the air. What did you say your name is? I was Catherine. Um, Catherine, I'm so glad you okay. called. You wanted to get a reading today? Uh, just a quick reading on something, but if you don't do it, I won't worry about it. <laughs> I do I do readings. I just don't do them on the air because that would take up probably all my time, all the time for the show. But I do have, I can record your number here. I do have it. Is it okay for me to contact you tomorrow? Oh, that will be perfect. Okay, you. what's your sun sign, by the way? I like to know. Uh, Leo. Leo, of course. Um, do you happen <laughs> to know your? Do you happen to know your moon or rising sign also? No, I don't. Okay, I'll be definitely happy to help you with that information as well. Do you happen to know what time you were born? Oh no, I do not. <laughs> I do not know. Do you happen to have access to your birth certificate? 
Um, I don't. I just got the little regular birth certificate. I don't have a long form to have everything on there, so I don't think so. I think it was in the daytime, though, but I'm not positive sure. Cause my mother's dead, so I can't ask her. My condolences. Um, that's definitely invaluable information if you can get your hands on it. But I got your number recorded. I'm going to contact you anyway. There's a lot to still be um, uncovered, even if you don't know, happen to know your birth time. So I'm looking okay. forward to talking to you, Catherine, tomorrow. Peace, and I'll let you hold back on the line. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all, um, I see the rest of you guys just holding and listening. I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Um, moving on from Mars entering into Pisces, there on Monday is a well early rising, 4.55 a.m. Central Mercury finally goes retrograde. I like, I, I'm happy to announce that because the sooner it goes retrograde, the sooner it goes direct again, and the sooner it gets out of the zone and out of my hair. <laughs> so, um, will after it does, it's going to be in the zone uh, until uh, January the 27th. It goes direct on the 8th but stays in the zone until the 27th. And so we don't have to contend with another Mercury retrograde after that until April the 6th of 2017, okay? But, um, you know, this is par for the course. It ain't our first Mercury retrograde. So um, I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time here except to kind of remind you that your thoughts, your communication, your mechanic, electronic, vehicular, traveling, all of those are up for Mercury retrograde motion and and actions and reactions, okay? Um, And I've already, I feel like I've beat a dead horse, so to speak, when it's trigger reactions and not be so quick. It's almost like a time to second guess yourself. Retro is returning or coming back around or going back around, revolving, returning, okay? Re, again, doing something again, redoing, doing again, relearning, learning again, re-anything, reviewing, viewing again. That's what this is all about. So when that first reaction comes, acting again, react. When that first reaction comes, be willing to second guess. That's what I really want to do. If it is, go for it. If it's not, you have an opportunity to do it over, to to rethink before you react. That's basically the gist of it. Um, when it comes to, um, like I say, the electronic devices and things, it's just Second guess, it's the time of second guessing. Will my computer make it through Mercury retrograde? Do I need to have a backup? What if something happens to my cell phone? What, you know what I mean? What if my car breaks down? What, what is my backup plan? Period. It happens. It can happen. Um, I would definitely recommend that you, I'm definitely going to do it again. I did it before for my mama's babies when we had Mercury Retrograde um, where I did a report. So they already knew 
what they were going to have to contend with as it relates to Mercury and their particular and personal fatal chart throughout the duration of the Mercury retrograde and for all of them. It was quite, it was quite successful and eye-opening learning opportunity uh, for them to see it from a more conscious state of awareness and observation. Um, I suggest that for you as well. We are in the shadow period. In the shadow period, this is between getting an idea. You kind of get your first feel, that introduction, the prequel of coming attraction. And then at the point of retrograde, this particular retrograde has um, Pluto involved. Like I told you, I mentioned earlier in the show, Mercury and Pluto are both in Capricorn at this time. Um, the sun's going to be joining it. And there's a fixed star that's involved in this particular Mercury retrograde as well. So when you're talking about Pluto being involved, you're talking about Mars is the Mars the Mars we just got through talking about going into Pisces is higher octaves. Higher octaves. Um, so where Mars is sex and war and violence and argument, Pluto is total and utter destruction and transformation, strong words, but there are some high vibrations of these words as well. Transformation can be a powerful, positive thing. And I don't know about you, but my, <laughs> come on, I'm about to preach now. My transportation, a lot of my communication, uh, electronic thinking could stand to be completely and totally transformed from a caterpillar into a butterfly. So, you can go into this Mercury retrograde scared if you want to and live a, a self-fulfilling prophecy built around fear, which fear is also found in that Pisces arena, 12,000 Neptune governs fears as well. Like I said, self-undoing. Or we can choose to go into this retrograde ready to transform, ready to get our butterfly wings and never have to slither around on a caterpillar belly again. What else is the point of being made aware a week ahead of time and being consciously aware of what energy you're walking into if it's not to master it, okay? So the thinking, communications, travel, it's all going to be very deep and intense. Pluto governs extreme. It ain't going to be gray area. It's going to be very black and white, very extreme, very intense. Pluto um, uh, so is that same energy that, that's um, governing Scorpio in the eighth house that talks about researching and, and hidden things, occult things, metaphysically, a pervasive energy as well. Astrology could be fit into the, that area of metaphysical so, and mysterious. So, um, you can definitely, you can vibrate highly on this plutonium energy if you utilize it for research, if you utilize it to gain an understanding of difficult or hidden mysterious subjects like the occult, like astrology, okay? Um, research of anything. Just once again, like I said with Mars, if Pluto is Mars's higher octave, then even more so. If you're going to be digging and probing and researching, trying to get to the bottom of something, 
got constructive, or like I said, with Mars, you're gonna have contend with you're gonna to have to contend with those lower vibrational energy. And if you're talking about lower vibrational Pluto, I promise you that ain't what you want. You don't want low vibrational Mars, war, violence. Come on, getting cut. You sure don't want low vibrational Pluto. It'll wipe you off the map. And you, it'll take you the rest of your life to psychologically recover from it. So vibrating high um, during this Mercury retrograde is also talking about psychological self-analysis. Like I said, if anything, probe into your own psychology. If you, Because if you want to be quick around you that needs some psychological assistance, I promise you they are merely reflecting you. So it's still pointing back at you. Psychological self-analysis is going to be highly favored under this influence. It's going to be an excellent time if you want to, um, you know, consult with a counselor or someone who can help you gain some understanding within uh, your own dynamics, interrelationally as well as the dynamics of any of your relationships or partnerships interrelationally. Uh this influence, like I said, Pluto can vibrate real low too now and be obsessive and jealous and manipulative and controlling. So watch that in other people. Once again, we're in a waning moon phase. Huh. If you see some low vibrational Pluto playing out, you ain't got time for that. You don't have time to be having low vibrations of Pluto around you during this phase of your life, this particular Mercury retrograde that's conjunct Pluto. Okay, in Capricorn. Anybody got time? Mars is exhausted in Capricorn. What do you think that Pluto going to do? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to put those vibes out there. I'm, I'm Trust me when I say you want to vibe high on this uh, Mercury retrograde, as high as you can with Pluto being involved, and you want to get them low vibing Pluto people from out around you. Them jealous people controlling people, that those people that have already shown you clearly that they have psychological issues that they are unwilling to effectively deal with head on. Don't say mama Dada didn't give you a heads up ahead of time. Uh, it's, it, Pluto can also bring a serious tone, okay, since it is so extreme and wants to go so deep. And so um, it can also play out on a low vibe through addiction, definitely through addiction and through certain levels of criminality, the dark side of life, okay, power power struggles, um, and people manipulating you, okay? That's why I say get them from around you. That way you don't even have to worry about it. It's, It's the waning moon anyway. Let them go even if it is just through the waning moon. After the moon is new again in Capricorn, after the 29th, you can see the end if you want to pick it back up again. Hell, you can wait till Mercury is uh, direct again and out the zone. You can wait till after January 27th. If you want to fool with them after that, cool. But don't, while the Mercury is retrograde, conjunct Pluto, I wouldn't even play them kind of games with people. If they don't show you who you are, this is 
definitely the time to believe when we're in a retrograde phase where you're getting an opportunity to second-guess some stuff. Like I said, it governs Scorpio, which is a water sign, and that plays on your intuition. If your intuition is telling you something, Mars is going to be in Pisces, also uh, heightening, surging our intuition at this time. Trust that good. Don't be afraid to cut to cut it. Cut the folks out. Cut it, 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 in, a, in a Mercury retrograde where Pluto is playing such a critical part and psychological well-being is at the fore, your own psychological well-being first to even continue to want some low vibrational Pluto people around you, once again, is a reflection of your state of psychological well-being. And I promise you, this Mercury retrograde, you will get to see what all of that means very clearly. Capricorn is an earth sign. You're going to see it in the material. You won't have to guess. It's not going to be fantasy full or idealistic. It's going to be practical in your face, down to earth. This is what it is, and this is what it ain't. I wouldn't play with it. Not this one. Uh, something could be revealed to you if you do intend to dig deep into your own psychology, so be on the lookout for that. Whatever pops up is for your benefit. Uh, for you, it, it'll be a gift if it pops up here during Mercury retrograde because you get a chance to do it over. You get a chance to second guess something and and strike out on a new mental path. Mercury mind, mental communication, thinking, processing, thought processes. Um, and it could have a spirit. Scorpio, Pluto, that energy, it has a spiritual tone, too. I told y'all, metaphysics and, you know, um, astrology, it has a spiritual tone to it, too, and it does talk about transformation. Be on the lookout for um, communication with the spirit realm to intensify, materializing, can transcend through to the physical, you know, even faster. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, I don't want to get into the fixed star stuff. I just want to keep it real simple for y'all. Feel free um, to dig into um, more of the astrology surrounding this particular Mercury retrograde. Uh, on if you, I, I gotta get the name of the show, but the show that uh, where we covered December the second. Okay, that's the November twenty third show where we covered. November 27th through December the 3rd, I gave on that show horoscope for Mercury going into Capricorn. The very energy is going to be retrograding through. And within those um, horoscopes, I definitely gave information on Mercury retrograde. I admonish you to go back and listen to that. I will, I guess I'll do a quick run through. I won't break them down like I did Mars going in the Pisces for everybody, but I will refresh your memory on uh, what what area of your chart that Mercury is going to be retrograding through. Okay, starting with Capricorn, of course, that's your first house of any and everything in your life, especially communication, can be thrown off for the next few weeks. 
So you may have to go back and do a lot of stuff. You may miss some details on the stuff. Just be patient with yourself. That's the crucial, crucial key for everybody, but definitely for these Capricorns. Um, for Aries, it is going to be that 10th house, your goals. You may have to reap, or you may feel like you're having delays or setbacks professionally with your career. Um, and so stay. The key for you, Aries, is if you stay responsible, stay on top of yourself, no matter how frustrated or overwhelmed you feel, continue to be mature and serious, handle your business, stay practical, okay? The thing with that 10th house energy, it don't matter if you go 10 feet or 2 feet in a day, as long as you're moving forward. You can feel good about that, Aries. Cancer, um, for you, it's those relationships, okay? Uh, you may feel just out of balance and out of harmony in particular relationships with others, Um but you may also be getting some chance, some redos and second chances to make some of these relationships uh, better. For Libra, you are your emotional fourth house of family and home. And so this may be an area that's being heavily impacted where you need to deal with something. Okay, you're going to have an opportunity to deal with something. Maybe you've been avoiding it. Maybe it just hasn't been connecting the dots, you know, but you're going to have an opportunity to reconnect um, Libra with family and strengthen yourself internally. Taurus, um, Mercury retrograde for you uh, is going through your Sagittarius ninth house, so you may be learning things, teaching things, travel, you know, expanding can be difficult for you throughout this time. Um, but you may have a divine opportunity to uh, reconsider some beliefs, you know, relearn something, reteach something, or even travel somewhere you've already been before. Okay, Taurus, Virgo. For Virgo's Mercury retrograde is talking about your fifth house. So, um, maybe revisiting some old hobbies or reconnecting with some old uh, dating people you used to date, or um, even reconnecting with your inner child, Virgo. Um, Mercury does rule your sign, Virgo, so you also could be feeling this in general and overall just a little off. Um, once again, patience, especially when it comes to things you love to do, um, hobbies, and just enjoying yourself. Be patient with yourself, Virgo. For Scorpio, um, let's see, Scorpio, where are you at? Okay, uh, it's your mental third house, Scorpio. So Mercury retrograding in a mental house can really have you feeling it, and y'all are intense anyway. So I want y'all to definitely channel that. I'm not going to continue to just say be patient with yourself and other people when it's so it can be so heavy in the case like for Scorpio um, and you could have a really hard time communicating openly and clearly and, and expressing your ideas um, and getting kind of jumbled around in your mind. Just channel that into the new. You're in this mental house, so things are going to be coming. You just have to be patient enough with yourself to let them come as they come. 
don't try to make sense of it all right now, Scorpio. Just let it come as it comes. Write it down. Maybe when Mercury stations direct, what you wrote down will make perfect sense. <laughs> so um, you may even give some old ideas another look. They may play out that way where some ideas you've had before start you you see a way through now or see a way to make it work. Pisces, for you, a Mercury retrograde is going to be impacting um, your 11th house. So you may feel um, governed by Uranus. So you could definitely feel like your nerves shy and frazzled because and, Uranus energy is a higher octave of Mercury. So it can be really a lot going on, especially within groups and people that you associate with and friendships. You may reconnect with an old friend, Pisces, during Mercury retrograde. It's a really good time to give another look to your dreams for the future and um, and old causes that you used to champion or support because they may um, come back up again as well. Gemini, Mercury rules Gemini at that <laughs> You guys uh, are dealing with the Mercury retrograde through your eighth house, your intense Scorpio Pluto rules eighth house, okay? So this Pluto theme for you guys is doubling up um, for the duration of the Mercury retrograde, okay, Gemini? Um, you can easily find yourself in an extreme mood. Eighth house is a water house, an emotional house, um, and, and you may need to really take that really practically means with Mercury retrograding and in Capricorn. Because um, you may have to, like, set up reminders for yourself to have fun. Eighth house can be so intense and deep and emotional and just extreme. So you're going to have to remind yourself to come up out of that researching and, you know, digging deep so you can keep your uh, – so you can keep your uh, – yourself light, Gemini. You're supposed to be light and having fun and, and you're just going through a season right now with Mercury retrograding through the eighth house where it it can get really serious and intense. Um it because it's also a money house. So finances that you share with other people could be a source of some struggle, okay? It could be a source of some discontent. Um you on a higher note, reconnect with some old financial or business partners. So even old lovers, you know, in this Pluto-governed area, and give very serious things from your past another look, okay? Aquarius, you guys are dealing with Mercury retrograde through your 12th house. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, yeah, 12th house. Okay. I was just making sure that before I went on, but yes, this both out. So, ooh, Aquarius, definitely this a little more so than others, things from your past, the 12th house governs things from the past, things from your past, or just things you haven't dealt with, and that sub 12th house of the subconscious and self-undoing and fears of things you don't want to deal with, haven't dealt with, definitely can come up and be very unsettling, especially if you still choose to not deal with it. It's coming up again to be dealt with. So you can move on. So you can release the 12th house as a house of letting go and releasing. Okay? So um, you could also be very easily drained at this point. 
um, if you're uh, succumbing to the whims and 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 queries of people around you that could really drain your energy, especially mentally at this time. So um, you're going to probably do your allowing your imagination to be active. All right, wrapping it up with Leo and Sagittarius. For Leo, Mercury going through, um, going retrograde for you uh, is going to be impacting your sixth house, that same house where you can get easily stressed out, Leo. And so um, definitely, Leo, pay attention to the details, uh, the fine print. Uh, Mercury retrograde is already a time where it's going to benefit us uh, anything mercurial like paperwork, like applications, like um, if you have to sign on the dotted line with anything. You and anybody in a Mercury retrograde is going to benefit from having a second pair of eyes look over it, a professional pair of eyes look over it. Leo, it's going to be critical that you don't... Uh, Simply rely on your own thinking and your own rationale during this time. You could easily have a, a, a difficulty with being practical and a hard time focusing on what you do need to do and the work that does need to be done. Um, but it can be a good time to focus on old work projects, revisit um, old uh, health professionals that you've dealt with before um, or old health regimens that you used to have. Uh, picking those back up, especially if they are stress relievers, healthy stress relievers. And Sagittarius, Mercury going retrograde for you is absolutely hitting up that second house for you. Corn comes after Sagittarius, okay? And so these are your personal finances, not the ones that you share with others. Uh, you could easily miss something in financially, you know, oops, I forgot to pay that or whatever, um, have an unexpected expense um, that kind of delays you in a particular area. So think fiscally <laughs> during this time and think frugally as it relates, not in the poverty mentality type of way, but just in a, a, a highly intelligent way where you can, you're not in a hurry to just spend. That second house of Taurus, like I said, it can be stubborn, but it can also be determined. Take on the determination, Sagittarius, that you're going to stay on top of your finances during this Mercury retrograde because um, on, on, on the best end of it, oh, any frustration y'all are having, any sign, any frustration y'all are experiencing during Mercury retrograde season, utilize that as a divine reminder to focus on the highest um, aspects of the area of your chart that Mercury retrograde is going through. So for Sagittarius, that would be, okay, some came up and you had to uh, go into your rainy day fund. Okay, let that be a divine reminder. I got to put that money back because something else could come up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I got to not only put that money back but pad it more so so where if I hit need to hit into it next time, it doesn't wipe me all the way out, and I still have even more, you know, still have some left over. So let it come, not to frustrate you, but to motivate you, to remind you, to encourage you, to push you, to to put you. Uh, Tuesday, December the 20th, and our week ahead, 7.56 p. 
p.m. Central. We've got the sun squaring the moon, which, yes, is the last quarter moon, and that last quarter moon throws us into void moon status for 43 minutes, okay? Um, the last quarter moon, like I said, is in Virgo, and it's just um, just not too long after that. We have the winter solstice where the seasons officially change. And so right before that, we have a last quarter moon that in, in changing, changeable, shifting, mutable energy. Um, the sun in Sagittarius squaring the moon in Virgo, okay? Um, and so all things, that, with all this movement, everybody's not ready for change. I told y'all, sun in Sag. We just had a full moon in Gemini. We're having a quarter moon in Virgo. All mutable energy. We're going into a new season. Mars is going into the last sign. Like, there's a lot going on in the way of shifting, changing, mutable, adaptable, flexible energy. And that can be a lot for some. Think about earth signs that are stubborn and stuck and, you know, more of a earthy, slower-moving energy. You think they you think they dealing all that well with all this changing energy? Everybody's not. So definitely around the time of this last quarter moon in the week ahead on Tuesday evening, I want you to consider um, things that are of uh, meditational, you know, the very opposite of this very stimulating, electrifying, curious energy. Um, I want you to consider what calms your nerves. Um, one of the things that is suggested is to eat less but more frequently, okay, um, because your digestive system is related to that nervous system. So I want you all to consider things that you can do to um, calm your nerves that isn't destructive but instead constructive, okay, tea. You know, or blow, slow you, slow those nerves down, calm those nerves long enough for you to turn a corner at this last quarter moon that is going to be necessary to shift and turn and change leading up to this new moon in Capricorn just another week, week or so after, about nine days later. Um, that occurs at 7.56 p.m. at 8 this 43 minutes later, 8.39 p.m., the moon does enter Libra there on Tuesday night. And so for at that point, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to, I just wanted to kind of cat, uh, just put it into one word, but I guess harmonized is going to be the word, just to harmonize through social activity. Libra is ruled by Venus, and so there's a social element to it there. And Venus brings, like I told y'all earlier in the show, the ease, the comfort, the peace. And so we're going to be emotionally satisfied just to gather leisurely in a relaxed setting that's beautiful and where there's good food and great conversation. Libra's an air sign. And so, um, you know, any difficult conversations that need to be had with the moon and Libra, It'll be a good time to have them, make amends, compromise, be diplomatic and tactful, be fair, restore balance and peace within the context of a relationship, to beautify your space, 
um, decorate, declutter, um, indulge yourself, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, drumroll please, Wednesday, December the 21st at 4.44 a.m., no less, Central Time, the sun enters Capricorn. The seasons officially change. It will absolutely and officially be winter time. Um, and uh, the the sunlight is going to shift as well um, as far as uh, that that being the longest night of the year, okay? And son, the real, the true Christmas story, okay? I know I'm not here to crap on anybody's, you know, religious beliefs or whatnot, um, but there's a cosmological story uh, story where they got that from. <laughs> it's not an original story. It's been done. And it, it the cosmos and the heavens did it before anybody else um, came along, okay? And so uh, you could feel the need to kind of um, hibernate or incubate, and this is kind of the dark season, so to speak. And um, Capricorn energy kind of talks about karma causing effect time in this like hibernating, incubating kind of season to reflect as well as celebrate. Okay. Um, Capricorn, of course, y'all are gonna it's y'all's time to shine. Y'all are gonna feel very much in the spotlight um, during Capricorn season. Happy, happy, happy solar return. I'm definitely going to start doing uh, solar return specials. If, if any of my mama's babies out there are Capricorn, contact me for a free gift. Please contact me for a free gift, okay? And definitely um, uh, beyond that free gift uh, discount on some of the services that I regularly provide, okay? For Aries, going to mimic the Mercury retrograde um information because it's going to be in the same house, in the same houses. So everything I told you about Mercury retrograde, four-year sign, sun, moon, and rising sign, uh, expressing yourself in that energy is going to benefit you while the sun's in Capricorn. And that lasts from December 21st to January the 19th, Okay. Aries, you're gonna feel most like Capricorn. You're gonna feel most like yourself when you are basking in the light of the sun. It is your time to shine. Okay, I know y'all can be very serious and rarely take time out for yourselves, but this is it's gonna benefit you, friction and attention from others. Okay, at least for this month, this is your one month. You live it up and and bask in the warmth and the light of the sun. Aries, you're going to feel most like yourself when you are acting like a Capricorn, basically being disciplined and mature and practical cancer. You're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like a Libra or a Taurus, okay, most like a Libra. But when you are um, compromising, fair-minded, balanced, and charming, okay, the spotlight is on the other in your life, okay, you're you can do more with a partner than by yourself during this time, Cancer Libra. For you, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like a cancer. 
um, being sensitive and nurturing and supportive and shining the light on your home and family. Taurus, you're going to feel most like yourself during Capricorn season. When you're acting like a, let's see here. Oh, when you're acting like a um, Sagittarius. So you could come across as more gregarious and humorous and fun and adventurous and bold, okay? Expressing yourself um, by way of new experiences and expansion and exploration and learning and teaching is going to look very good on you for the next month. Virgo, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like a Leo, okay? Creative and and theatrical and dramatic and passionate and like a child. Let your inner child come out and play. Um, having a carefree attitude, that's on you, okay? It could definitely benefit you in the coming months. Scorpio, you're going to feel most like yourself when you are acting like a Gemini, <laughs> being more, being friendly. You're going to come across as friendly and engaging and inquisitive and just, you know, interested in a variety of things and you know, busy, full schedule, using constructively and productively your mental energy, okay, Scorpio? Pisces, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like an Aquarius, inventive, idealistic, independent, okay? So you're going to shine the brightest when you're with your friends, meeting new people, networking, um, uh, connecting with groups, and um, and uh, humanitarian causes, making a contribution. Sagittarius, you're going to feel are acting like a tourist, coming across as indulgent, patient, and dependable, and stable, and secure, okay? Um, You're going to shine the most when you're taking your time, grounding yourself, and um, understand, and just enjoying, languishing, putting it, you know, walking barefoot and just enjoying every step of whatever process you're in. Okay, Sag, Leo, you are going to feel most like yourself in Capricorn season when you're acting like a Virgo, okay? Being detailed, hardworking, focused, more earthy energy for you, Leo. All the fire signs, (laughs) Sagittarius, Leo, Aries, we're all getting a dose of this earthiness. And so for Leo, more hardworking as well, being productive and efficient, that's when you're going to shine your brightest. Because when you're getting the little tasks, doish chores that need to be done out of the way, being practical. Gemini, in Capricorn season, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like a Scorpio, okay? Intense, researching, deep. You're going to shine your brightest when you're making transformations in your life for the better, when you are um, researching and digging deep, um, especially into your own psychology and working on trying to make things better from the core, from the depth on out. Um, And lastly, Aquarius, during Capricorn season, you're going to feel most like yourself when you are acting like a Pisces imaginative from anyone, not letting anyone drain your energy, okay? You're going to shine your brightest when you're rested, recharged, and in tune with your own emotional, spiritual needs, okay, and taking care of yourself. 
Thursday, December the 22nd, 1.31 p.m. Central. The moon opposes Uranus and goes void for net. The longest void we have in our week ahead it happens on Thursday, okay? It happens on Thursday afternoon for 19 hours and one minute. Um, uh, if, if there's any way you don't have to have a job interview or a first date <laughs> after 1.31 p.m. Central on Thursday, great. Instead, take that time to finish up things you've already started. Make a to-do list of things you want to start when the moon finally does enter Scorpio on Friday that are lost or missing. Rest um, should be very good Thursday evening and getting rid of stuff should be so well. Friday, Friday rising, 8.32 a.m., the moon enters Scorpio, and we are going to be emotionally satisfied to go deep. The very energy of Pluto that I told y'all is playing a major part in this Mercury retrograde is the same energy the moon's going to be in as a Friday rising. We're going to want to dig deep. We're going to want to research. We're going to want to see what's really going on. We're going to want to see what's beneath the surface. We're going to want to dig into our own psychology and astrology and metaphysics and occult. We're going to want to solve riddles and puzzles and figure things out that need to be figured out, okay? Um, we're not going to be scared. I've got to go to get it done either, okay? And so it's intense. It's transformational. Um, if, if you need to transform something, keep in mind with this waning moon, as we're encouraged to release and let go and surrender things, it's a good time to let go of a bad habit. Moon being in Scorpio is a good time to do the same thing. Also, moon being in Virgo as we start the week out is a good time to do it. So this is a lot of energy that's very supportive right now of letting go. The energy is here to support you in your efforts to let go, like I said, of a thing, of a person, of a situation, of old ways of uh, thinking and doing and believing. Moon and Scorpio is going to support that as well, getting rid of old things. Second house, where Taurus values and valuables. Eighth house is where we let them go by way of sharing them, mostly, but also just letting them go, um, purging. Um, then Saturday, as we close out the week, Look at me. I didn't even think we could get it done, but we got it done. Saturday, as we close out the week, we have a very, very rare alignment, so rare that it's going to occur two more times next year and then not again for 30 years. Uh, Saturn, trying Uranus. Saturn in Sagittarius, trining or 120 degrees away from Uranus in Aries, both at 20 degrees. December the 24th, next year it'll happen May 19th and November 11th, and it won't happen again after it in our last couple of minutes here today. Um, it definitely, Saturn, trying Uranus definitely talks about a transition phase. I already told you our Uranus is about that, those reversals and the sudden unexpected things and the breakthrough energy, okay? And Saturn is the structure, so this is, with these in harmonious flow to each other, it makes it an ideal time for positive change. The, the Uranus sudden unexpected things should go a little smoother when it's trying to Saturn, who's cutting out the fat and just, you know, 
wants the practical thing to occur or allows for the practical thing to occur. Change is less is likely to be less upsetting. Like I said, everything is lining up for us. Any change and shift with all the shifts and changes going on right now, you want a Saturn trine Uranus to make these shifts and changes less upsetting, less erratic, where we are able to remain patient and calm and, and, and practical and methodical. So um, this is also a good time for to experiment. You're in it, stepping outside of the box, you know, um, um, getting out of your comfort zone and finding new ways of doing old things with a lot less upset. Okay? This, if you need to make changes, now is the time. Um, Saturn is also, you know, uh, achievement, success, and rewards that come from hard, hard, smart work. And so this is uh, also a time where that can be, uh, you could be recognized in in your career. Um, Yeah, change, to, to sum it all up, change looks really good under this influence, and even Uranus governing astrology could give you some Saturn stability and structure in your life if you choose to um, learn uh, or teach a subject like that. And like I always say, start with you. If you want to learn or study astrology, start with your chart, the astrology of you, and you'll learn everything you need to know. It's been so much fun once again, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out to listen and staying connected to Mama Daughter Astrology, staying connected to Interview Flight House Radio, staying connected to MyAstrologyCoach.com. Shout out to um, the Dark Pixie Astrology and Astrology King for uh, a lot of information included in today's show. And we're going to be black at you again in the week ahead. Next time, he's I say. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.